cheers to episode 66. Cheers. Cheers. Hey, nice cup, Alex. Thank you. Water. Coors Light. Ew. Jealous. I'm drinking Body Armor Tropical Coconut. Oh, Tropical Coconut. Coors Light's been in our fridge for probably a year. Oh. Wyatt left him. Ooh. (laughs) Shout out, Y guy. Yeah. Uh, Today is, tonight is Monday, April 4th, National Championship Monday. The game's at 920 because I don't know why. Uh, Welcome. Well, uh, it's 702 right now. Welcome to the number one sports podcast in Michigan. That's right. We're still number one. They can't dethrone us. And our state's college basketball teams are in big trouble. They're on the hot seat. What? Why? Because Thad Mata is taking over college basketball for the next decade. Um, So our two teams basically found out this weekend they will not be winning national championships to come because it's going to run through one man and one man only. One man's nose, Thad Mata. (laughs) Yes. Uh, yeah. Bullet yeah. Bullet no, com- no comment on that. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. No, I never get to talk about Butler, but th- they made a fantastic hire from everything I've read and in my own personal belief. So I'm excited for it. It's a good hire for the dogs. I am closer to the program than Grant is. Grant's not a Butler fan. So I have family that went to Butler. Grant really didn't go to Butler. He's a Michigan fan. <laughs> Anyways, sometimes you just got to let trolls get their trolls in. Yeah. Evan, do you think it's a home run hire? I think it's top of the line hire. Um, great success. He, great success. <laughs> great um, sex. sex. Yeah. He, I mean, he's a confirmed dad, so he probably does have great sex. Um, wow. Recruits well. I've been out of the game a little bit while, but uh, I think he can return him back. Especially now with the transfer portal, I think he can impact that team greatly in a couple years. It doesn't need to take like a big recruiting class. So it just matters if their program can hand over the money and the resources that he wants or needs. Mm. Yeah. TBD on that. We we had to wait till April 1st just to save like $500,000 to fire our coach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That's a bad look. Anyways. Not to what people came here for, the preview of the show of Michigan sports. Uh, we'll have our weekly check-ins, the college basketball kind of season wrap-up of not our teams, but the Final Four and a little championship scenario since we're recording before the game. A little PMT bit knockoff of, oh, what happens if Kansas wins? What happens if UNC wins? Then we have the Tigers, the Detroit Tigers season preview. They play on Friday. Opening day for them is Friday, from what I saw today, playing the White Sox. No better way to start the year than with the best team in your division. Then we have the Masters. April is here. Jim Nance. Predictions and picks. Feels like just based on um, anecdotal memory that our golf picks are pretty solid. Like the guys we give out. Even our long shots are usually in contention. They're fun to watch, so stay tuned for that. And then some really solid life questions, miscellaneous questions at the end. We also have really good 
listener questions that relate to each sports topic as well. So people brought the heat this week. We've saved up some life questions, but we also have some good sports ones, as I said, throughout. So stay tuned for those, and we'll be sure to call them out. And with all that being said, who would like to start? Alex would like to start with his weekly check-in. What did he do this week that the people need to know about? Honestly, nothing. I did nothing. I didn't do anything during the week. Oh, I did one thing. I played two-on-two basketball with Grant for the first time in a long time. That is the highlight of my entire week. Um, We lost both games. Uh, Since Grant thinks I'm selfish, I'll be selfish here. I was the leading scorer for our team. Not a big deal. Um, But in actuality, I thought we played pretty decent, and I was exhausted, so I'm very out of shape. Uh, basketball shape at least so that was fun this weekend i did nothing i did actually nothing real quick on the basketball thing alex and i are there was this debate going on in the nba earlier in the year alex and i are what people call basketball players alex and i are not hoopers we are not we don't get buckets we are fundamentally sound and run a really nasty pick and roll we did have a nice pick and roll (laughs) we're not really breaking people off the dribble unless alex is miraculously going behind the back in traffic oh, and making right, a, that was a nasty move it so was. Evan, I, I came off a screen from grant the kid hedged right. hard Left i'm going right, right. i'm go- i'm going right. i'm in a hand asterisk yep. already on this but kid hedged hard like hard try to steal the ball from me out of my right hand I took it behind my back to the left, crossed back to the right, to the right side of the hoop, and laid it in. It's one of the more impressive feats of my life. So I still have it. It was I didn't have it, but I I had something. And then it's just tough when you play a game to 11, ones and twos, and the team you play makes their first three threes. So two-pointers in that case. Both games. So you start... They, they get six points basically right away, and you're down like six to two or six to three and clawing your way back. Which we did. We I've got thought, back into them. I was gassed halfway through game one. It was very humbling the how much two-on-two basketball takes out of you, and you're just playing half court. And also playing defense on someone that's much, fa- much faster than you, I felt like my ankles were going to break several times. I think that was the first time I tried to play actual defense in several years. It is very exhausting. There was a point where there was a ball that hit the rim. We were on defense, and it was probably directly in the middle of Grant and I, and we both just looked at it and just did not even make an effort for the ball. And they oh. got the rebound and, <laughs> and hit a three after that. One like, last, wow, I'm tired. <laughs> one last thing I thought of, too, that is funny to picture is that on the very first defensive possession, they made the make it take it, so they got the ball. Very first play of the game. I completely blanked, and so did Alex, that you have to communicate on ball screens. And we just did not say a word. We were mutes, <laughs> and they we didn't switch. They just went to they went to the rack and made a wide-open layup. And then from them, th- that point forward, we just switched every single ball screens to make it simple. Greg got like, super oh, lazy wait. to the point he could easily go over screens, and he's like, switch, switch. Yeah, switch. fighting fighting through screens is so miserable. <laughs> So miserable. If you're around the same height as anyone, you just switch. Yeah. Uh, Alex, I would like to correct you, though. You did do something memorable. You'll never forget this weekend that Evan I watched Borat. He watched Borat for the first time this weekend. 
I did. Which great was success. A- great success. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> I assume, Evan, you've seen it. I assume it's like yes, a well-known movie. I haven't movie. seen it in a while, though, but yes, I have seen it at least once. It's so... Uh, Way more off the rails. Can you confirm to me... <laughs> Graham told remember. me that this is, they were, like, doing this to real people in real life. Yeah. Like, it's, it's like, not almost, fake. It's almost, like, unscripted. It's just that you have a script for, like, the movie scenes, and then they just go out, like, in person and get, like, kind of, like, the live reaction of what wow. how people would act. It's like those it, aren't, like, paid actors. It is egregious and hilarious. The uh, the poop at the dinner table is so absurd. Oh my god! Wow, I, I could not believe it. Yeah. I mean, Alex was was crying several it was times. Really the funny. It's really funny. He also had to fast forward at one point. Uh, yeah. If you've seen the movie, you probably know what that point might have been. It just I grossed him out too much. Scene. It was nasty. Come on, Alex, man up. 450 pounds and then just balls. Oh my god. I didn't even see it. <laughs> yeah. I traveled to California for Pamela, the love of my life. <laughs> Kazakhstan. God, it's such a good movie. It is funny. I haven't really ever followed up on the other ones, but I'm sure I'd like them. Yeah, haven't you seen the other ones? I haven't seen the other ones. I think I've just seen the original one. So yeah, that was my weekend weekend. What'd you do, Evan? Uh, let's see. During the week, when was the last time we talked? When Monday. Well, was the oh, last yeah. Monday we recorded? Yeah. Full week. Um, I th- I kind of had a boring week. Nothing too exciting. Um, and then Saturday, uh, went out to the bars in East Lansing. Oh, I saw it rained. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. It was kind of like sprinkling. I mean, it's still raining right now. It's raining all day. Um, but. Uh, watched the first game, lost best on that. Watched the first half of the second game here, pre-gamed here, and then we went out to the bars, went to Harper's. Um, just it was a loser convention at Harper's. I swear, there were so many losers in there. You just like you, you just like look at somebody and you're like, yeah, this guy's a loser. It's just like factory galore, and I just like, oh gosh, well, go somewhere else. Um, they charge ten dollars a cover. I thought Harper's was better than that. Um, what a come down from going to Nashville the weekend before I know. that <laughs> I literally thought about that when I was sitting in the bar and I was like well, this, is this time same. last week I was in Nashville at a bar so now I'm at Harper's in East Lansing Ugh. at the loser convention yeah, at the, the it was a loser convention um, it was crowded so it was busy and you know we kind of st- got we didn't get there late but got there around 10 10 15 so where we were standing, everybody would just like pass us like to get somewhere else. And so it was just get bumped into left and right. Um, Harper's doesn't care about what age you are when you get in there. <laughs> Friend of the podcast, Luke, I thought he was going to punch somebody square in the face. He got like basically like almost ran over on um, the dude, like bodied him for no reason. Luke budged and then looked at the kid and the kid was like kind of like dancing, like trying to joke it off. And the kid didn't understand what that Luke could have like beat his Killed ass. Him. It was funny. <laughs> Um, we had a stalker, like to stalk somebody in our group. Um, girl or guy stalker. It was a guy stalker. He was stalking somebody in our group, basically. Um, stalking a guy or stalking a girl? Stalking a girl. Okay. Like the, like the show you. Yeah. I mean, he, he started talking to somebody in the group and then bought shots and they came back and I thought he was going to leave for good, but he didn't. He just hovered around and like, dude, buddy, know your place. 
you're going to strike out. It's not going to happen. So leave us alone. Um, but he didn't get that memo. And then we went to an apartment. Um, it was all right. It was fun. But Harper's is meh. It was definitely the loser convention. So you left Harper's early and went to an apartment party. Yes. Well, it was just like everyone that we went there with, we just went to an apartment and drank. Who were you with? Off the record. It was like over by like Insomnia Cookies and it was identical to Treehouse Apartment. You walk in. Shout out Treehouse. Kitchen on your left, cupboards above the little island nook, um, living room right there. And then you have a hallway where the bedroom and bathrooms were. Throwback. Um, identical there. Yeah. I was like walked in. I was like, I think we're in Treehouse. Um, but it was good. And then we see us like 2, 2.30. Walk back was basically snow mix. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. I woke up Fuck at 9.30 weather. thinking I was going to like get up and get be productive. Had homework to do. Fell back asleep. Woke up at noon, basically, 11.45. Yeah, yeah, I felt like just an absolute piece of uh, But went to Flatjacks. Got in, didn't oh. have to wait that long. Well, you For, did get there at noon. Yes, I know. But I, we, we said to wait. It was busy, but didn't have to wait that long. Didn't have to wait like an hour. I think we waited like five minutes. I got the biggest breakfast of all time. So I was finishing did you get the? Did you get what Grant got last time? No, I did not. Oh my god! You talk about it all the time. And I know you still it definitely looked good. What I get? What I get last time? Corned beef hash or something? Sounds like me. I got the hearty breakfast: three eggs, hash browns, mm. uh, bacon, sausage, mm. and then usually pick pancakes or toast. I just got both. Oh, wow. Yeah, that is aggressive. Okay. So wow. I finished. Wow. Like I wow. ate my food in order, and I was saving the wow. pancakes for last. Wow. And everybody else was kind of done, and so the waitress came by and was like picking up all the empty plates. I still had a couple bites left of my pancake on my plate, and I handed her my empty plate, and she took my pancake plate. I didn't even get to finish. No, I didn't. She was super nice. I just turned to Cheese next to me, and I said, uh, she took my pancakes. And he's like, what? Cheese. Said, she took my pancakes. Um, other than that, that was kind of the highlight of watch Moon Knight, start of that series. I did, too. Grant first, hates first Marvel. Episode. Hell yeah. First episode was good, so looking forward to the second episode. I don't know, man. I don't really, I didn't really do much. My Moon Knight pajamas are in the mail. Can't wait. Shut yeah. up. Yeah. It's gonna be so sweet. Uh, I went to the doctor's office for the first time in about four years. Wowie, wow, wow. It was it was a wow wee wow experience. I was like, what do I do here? And it was first time like going to a doctor outside of either like our hometown in Tecumseh or college. So I had life. a oh, Tecumseh, Michigan. Just <laughs> walk down the street. You'll probably see us. There's only like 800 people. That, I don't know. There's a couple thousand people that live there. Anyways, that was coming off topic. Back on track. Go to the doctor's office because I thought I just needed a general physical, but not to bore people. I have nice. terrible, terrible circulation. Terrible. Blue hands, blue feet. No, Alex. Now people are gonna think I actually have like some autoimmune problem. No, no. My hands. You already looked it up on not, Google. I was not being sarcastic. It's Grant's not hands blue. and feet are blue sometimes. My hands are more often all, than a normal. Typically, person. always cold. My feet are always cold. My feet do look a little purple sometimes, but Alex often. is also co- color deficient, so he mm. would Watch not your be mouth. the one. <laughs> facts are facts. So <laughs> I made I was it like, up. And then in the last like two weeks, I had gotten a string 
of bloody noses a lot, like three times a week. And Evan, you can attest to that in Nashville. You can attest to that in Nashville, Alex, or Evan. I, I woke, he woke up and I had a toilet paper up my nose yep. <laughs> to stop the bleeding from it. And so I was like, those two things, like, I want to go see a doctor, see what's, what's up here. Uh, long story short is that I ended up getting a prescription to potentially help with my circulation. Drugs. And upon, upon taking the pills, they really work. Who, who knew? Like my, I felt my experiences, I took it, my face got really warm and I could feel like blood rushing to my cheeks. And then my hands were like warm the whole day. I was like, holy cow, this is like what people experience when they sit inside because I'll be sitting there working before then and my hands would just be freezing. <clears throat> I was like, this sucks. So now they're kind of, I'm kind of, it's like through, through one week, it's kind of wearing off a little bit where it's not that I'm kind of becoming used to it. So it's not um, crazy, like warm sensation, but it was nice to know that there's something out there that can help my terrible circulation. So I'm gonna, interested to see, continue. I'm interested to see what the follow-up is with the doctor and where we go from here. Cause I don't really want to have to take this my whole life, yeah. but I'm interested to see what possible solutions are. So that was interesting. And then no free ads on fr- uh, Friday night. Marissa and I went to a Chinese place called Zhao Jun. Asian restaurant in Bloomfield Hills, and it was probably a top fifteen meal I've ever had in my life. Top it was meal meal. Great use. Did you say Chinese restaurant and then you said Asian restaurant? What kind of restaurant is this? Asian style and like Asian fusion. Yeah, let's go with Asian fusion. Yeah, I like that. Uh, I don't know if that's necessarily right though. It just basically has what's sushi? it called? Zhao Jun, Z-A-O-J-U-N. We are really, really advertising this place. It had a mix of sushi. It had all your hot meals where it's like you could get, you know, yeah. like broccoli and beef or you can also get then get Thai food with pad Thai. So it had like a wide range, not just like Asian specific. fusion. Yeah. So, but the, the main hitter was, and this is a life lesson, folks, to always change things up. Don't always go with what you know. Appetizers were like, what should we get? We're going to get an order of crab rangoons and another thing. And I was like, let's just get like pork pot stickers. Something I've had before I know is good. I go, wait, let's get this thing. It's called chicken bao, chicken B-A-O. You get like two pieces of it. They had like pictures on the menu. It looked like kind of like a little chicken sandwich appetizer. And you're like, this could be kind of weird at an Asian fusion restaurant. You're getting fried chicken. But it came out in like what bao is, is like this sticky sticky bun it's like uh maybe a hawaiian roll but in my a little bit like thicker or puffier it's fantastic and they put fried chicken in it and like sliced cucumbers that were basically pickles and then some aioli so you got like your mayo and some you know spices in the aioli it was phenomenal i i don't know what the recipe they use for the chicken was but it was fried chicken that went would went toe to toe with chick-fil-a in in this little pocket and they gave you a little sweet and sour dipping sauce with it. Oh, it was just an appetizer. I only had one piece of it, but I'll always remember it. And if I see chicken bao on any menu going forward, just know I will be ordering it and I will be holding it to the standard of Zhao Jun. It, it was mind-blowing. 
So if you're ever in the area, or you ever, they probably have different locations. I can say. Chicken bow. When Grant and Marissa got back from their dinner date, I was just minding my own business, and they were in my ass about how good this (laughs) restaurant was. I mean, they're like, oh, dude, you have no idea. It was the greatest meal we've ever had. Like, Top guys, 15 did, is what I did said. You, did you bring me any to try? Well, no, but but it was amazing. <laughs> was like, All right, well. You got ice cream, though. They did bring ice cream that I paid for. But Evan, I think you would have liked it. Some Trader Joe's ice cream. Oh. And that was my weekend. Okay. Had a boring weekend. Yeah, it wasn't. Some, some boring we needed weekends. That. We needed that, though. We talked about that after Nashville. We needed to decompress for a weekend. I'm I detoxing. I my face off Saturday. It didn't even detox. I did. Yeah. Mm. I did it. I would consider a detox. I had two beers. That's a detox. I had a beer and a mixed drink. I'm having a beer now. But it's a new week. I'm. We'll see if I detox again this weekend. I'm, I'm leaning I'm towards now. I'm not going to detox this weekend. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to Grand Valley, so I'm just going to... Drink some more. Oh, you know what they say about Valley Girls? What do they say? They like male Spartans. Oh, yeah, they do. Do you see uh, what was his name? Young Gravy? Little Gravy? What was his name? Something Gravy was at Grand Valley. Young Gravy. Yeah, do you see what he said Grand Valley is? No. He was wearing a hockey jersey and it said GV across it. And he's like, I'm giving you like a new university name. It's like Good Vagina. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) That dude's a, he's a big, uh, he likes moms. He loves MILFs. Yeah, I'd never heard of him, so I wouldn't go watch he's, him. Allie, he's a really bad rapper. That song stinks. Oh, Alex. I, I don't oh, think he's Alex. a, Alex. I'm not saying he's a good rapper, but he's kind of like a gimmick. Like he kind of likes to make jokes in his songs. He's an he off some brand Lil Dicky. Oh. He's well, be- I don't like Lil Dicky. I like, so. I like Young Gravy better than Lil Dicky. That's where this show's gotten to. Neither are something to write home about. You love little Dickie. You dressed up as him. Mm. Ah, I did do that for Halloween. Because you know what? Because that's kind of like a symbolism for you. <laughs> little Dickie. Curly hair and Jewish? No. Little Dickie. Like, think more physical. <laughs> 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 oh, good one, guys. Good one. Um, but I guess this the next segment of college basketball kind of ties into the weekend because I did take up a decent amount of Saturday. Uh, I want to open this up with a question. How will you guys remember Coach K? <laughs> Rat face fill in the blank. Um, <laughs> just, <laughs> um, Feminine. I mean, he's like an Feminine? all-time. Feminine? <laughs> yeah, he's got like dainty hands. <laughs> all-time great coach. <laughs> Um, bails on his teams, kind of a quitter, um, is a front runner, one, another front runner added to the list. Um, He's won five titles, Evan. I understand that, Alex, but look, look up his track record when his team's kind of stunk. He said like a whole year when his team was bad and made like the outer coach take all the losses. I agree. That was absurd. Grant mentions that to me every day. Um, the COVID year, he kind of came out and said, yeah, I think the players need to play. And then as soon as... Foster lawyer and Thomas Kithier whooped his ass. He kind of was like, you know what? To be honest, I don't think the players should be playing technically. <laughs> you um, know what? If Foster lawyer and Thomas Kithier beat my team, I think I'd say the same thing. <laughs> um, 
But, you know, he's historic, but he can't really get it done with his best teams. He kind of was like the under-the-radar teams. Uh, not really good in conference play, but tournament, you know, speaks for himself. I mean, I it just I don't like the media around him, so I'm glad he's finally You gone. hate him. I'm sure just say you hate him. I don't hate him because I have nothing against him. I've never talked to the guy, but I'm just glad now, that he coverage. Based on what you with. said during the round of 32, Evan, I think you hate him. Mm. That, that was... was- Motivationally charged from a Michigan State standpoint. Yeah, he was just trying to get an edge on Coach K. Did I say a couple things in the bar in the second half with Colby? Yes, absolutely. But I think the entire (laughs) Harpers was cheering for North Carolina. It was electric. Oh, that would be sweet. That would be cool. I watched it with Grant. (sighs) Was also sweet. Because every every media timeout, I kept saying, Alex. We just have to realize how great of a game this is right now. We just need to soak this in. <laughs> Tweeted it off our account 30 times how great the game was. It was so fantastic. I know. Um, to me, like, because the way I was thinking about this is I see both sides. First of all, thankful I did not wake up a Duke fan on Sunday because this next stretch just seems so miserable for them to have to deal with all this. And I guess the one part of my brain understands in his last season with all this pressure, it's very tough to make Final Fours, so they made one, which you're like, okay, good accomplishment, let alone win a Final Four game. Very hard to do, but it just feels, from the outside, embarrassing that he's going to go out in his career with two losses against their biggest rival, one of the biggest rivalries in sports, in the biggest games, and... People can say it's unfair or not, but I will tell you this. In my brain, when someone mentions Coach K for, the, I don't know, five, the next five years, this will be like 100% what I think about first. Like, I'll be like, yeah, remember when he lost to UNC, though, like in his last year? Like, yes, you can say he has five titles, but at least in the near future, I'm only thinking about this because it was just such a big moment. And yes, it's hard to win that game, but as we'll see in the NBA draft, Duke's going to have like a ton of first rounders. And you're going to look back and be like, well, they couldn't beat North Carolina. That's that's tough. Yeah. It was just stunning. <clears throat> and I was just trying – I kept thinking about the parallels. Like we had talked about if it was a Michigan versus Ohio State or a Michigan-Michigan State in, in a big game like this and how nerve-wracking that whole – and you could feel it in the arena. Like it was very – just even through a TV, you could tell it was very tense. A lot of people sitting because they were just like waiting for something to happen. And then the, those last like four minutes with – the, the lead changes and the missed free throws. Oh, that, that is just, like I said, being a Duke fan Sunday had to suck. Yeah. Just class not one of our, class not that, one of our uh, teams. Um, and then, oh, do you guys want Coach Izzo to do a retirement tour when he gets to this part no. of his career? No. No. Who would want that? Tour. Just wanted to make sure. I don't know. I just wanted to see. I mean, in fairness, it would be kind of it. It would kind of suck just a little bit that like you don't know it's going to be his last game, and then he turns around at the end of the season and says, "Oh, I'm retiring." Um, and be like, "Wow, that's it. You know, that's the end of the coach." Yeah, um, and we're to that's a great point. That happened this weekend. We're to the point in his career where April Fool's Day is a red alert for a lot of people. There was Alex's own mom thought he retired. I mean, people left and right are thinking Don't that, Don't throw my mom under the bus on the what? podcast. <laughs> Come on. I don't Come blame on. her. I, I could have fallen supposed for it to too. see that. I mean, I, people were falling for it left and right. She did figure it out before I had to tell her. 
So I don't think Izzo will ever do like a uh, farewell tour. He doesn't um, want that. No, I don't think he wants the pressure or like the media, especially the media that he's seen from Coach K. I mean, he made a joke on Senior Night about Coach K. Our Senior Night. He made a joke about Duke Senior Night. Um, so I don't think he would do one. Um, but it would kind of stink, be like not knowing officially that it's his last game, and then turn around and be like, "Yeah, that was his last." It game would. Ever. It wouldn't stink if his last game was a national championship win. That'd well, be cool. obviously no, because thanks, Alex. <laughs> That's how he's going out. So I he's mean, coaching until he wins another one. <laughs> it'd be pretty sweet if I won the lottery next week. Too. Yeah, it'd be sweet if I woke up and I was Would like you six five and good looking too. You know, Alex. Hey, you never know. <laughs> would you would you guys uh expect because a big thing i i read that teams did in the acc was they would give coach k a gift in his final away game there but north carolina did not and duke thought that was disrespectful would really? you guys expect Jawan howard in michigan to give tom Izzo a nicely wrapped gift the last time he comes to chrysler no uh Jawan outside of without anybody knowing i could see that happening if Beeline I do, was still there, serious, I could see it. If Beeline yeah. was still there, I could see Beeline giving him a gift. Um, but like Michigan Athletics, Izzo's come out and says he doesn't like anything about Michigan, but he respects him. Um, yeah. I don't ex- No, no gifts. Juwan and Tom have a nice, respectful relationship where I could see Juwan giving him like a $20 Tim Hortons gift card. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just couldn't believe that there's people on Duke's staff or to organization that thought it was disrespectful at North Carolina. If you're upset about that, you're a loser. Coach K gift. And then Duke didn't shake hands with them the last two times they played. And it's like, all right, what are we talking about here? Senior that night, they should have shook hands. Yesterday, like the Final Four thing was a little over over analyzed, over North Carolina was like running on the floor. and The players were celebrating, celebrating on the court. So if you're like an, the opposing player, like if you're if they're not in line, like do I really need to shake the other coach's hands? No, like I don't blame him. I think that was over analyzed, over picked. Yeah, it's something to laugh about, something to joke about, but I don't think it's a big deal. But it does make you look even better if you do. Like Wendell Moore, I think, was the only player for Duke to stick around and actually shake hands in the line behind Coach K. And I'll always remember, like, Wendell Moore, classy guy for Wendell actually Moore, staying there. Wendell Moore, you want him on your NBA team then if he was one of the only guys to stick around and do that. Maybe not on my NBA team, but maybe <laughs> like he can. I don't know. He can be oh, a leader in the community. You know what? Actually, he is single-handedly the reason I lost my bet in that game. Yep. <laughs> but classy guy. But classy guy, so I can't hate him. He's just a kid. <laughs> uh, They're all just kids. True. The championship game. Well, they're becoming like older now, though, with this with new rule. I, anyways, new get championship game tonight. We did this a couple weeks ago for, oh, yes, Evan had to say um, the storyline if, I think it was for Stafford, if Stafford won a game. Um, but we're doing it for UNC in Kansas. So UNC wins narrative. The hot streak continues, and they just continue to light up the floor and make big-time shots all game long with five guys. They play five guys. It's crazy. I would say the narrative is Blue Bloods run college basketball no matter what seed they are. Mm. Mm. Like that. That's deep. And UNC fake. wins. Uh, I knew it all along when they smacked around an elite Michigan team, 72-51 to 51 on December 1st. This team is full of NBA players that just 
didn't hit in their early years and now they're like sophomores and juniors and they bring in Manic. Um, I knew they had him. They're a good team. I couldn't for the longest time this year. I was like, why are they on the bubble? Like they have a great record. They just haven't played anyone. Confusing. They got blown out so many times earlier in the year, but they really hit their stride and would be very talk about setting the bar way too high. Hubert Davis, be careful. <laughs> Kevin like, Ollie. Kevin Ollie. The same, same thing. exact thing. Both Championship your first year. A little scary. Uh, Kansas wins narrative. Oh, COVID's- Chai Abaji. Best player in college basketball. Okay. COVID saved Bill Self. NIL deal saved Bill Self from the biggest um, NCAA scandal of all time that nobody's going to Dollar, talk dollar about bill, y'all. Come on. Uh, that's what I tied in, Evan. I said it's very clutch of Bill Self to win a title now, tonight, since Kansas will probably be banned from postseason play next season. So that would be huge of him to get it in now. And it'd probably be the first time ever that a champion can't play in the postseason tournament next year. They'll get a slap on the wrist. I don't think anything will happen to him. Another narrative, Alex is the smartest basketball analyst in the country because he won the bracket pool because Kansas won. Shout out me. Oh, if Kansas won. Yeah, that is on the line tonight. That's a good point. Um, yep. Either someone we don't know named Wolfpack something. I know who pool. that is. Who, who is it? <laughs> okay. Uh, off the record. Off the record. Um, so the Kansas wins. wins. The Gillen family the goes one, two in the bracket pool. Garrett finishes second What's with Garrett a Kansas win. There? Can't say because it's his real life burner. <laughs> look it up. He's probably like, <laughs> Sorry, Dad. Name's out of the bag. Burner accounts. Go find him on Twitter. Burners everywhere. Um, and then now. To end out college basketball, a listener question, a late, late breaking listener question. They wrote, besides the coaches at U of M and MSU right now, so Juwan Howard and Tom Izzo, what current college coach would you choose to run your school's program? Jay Wright. I can pick anyone. Yeah. I can only pick one, or can I like give off a, like a, a list? You can do list because I have a list. I have like locks and I have like maybes. Okay. Jay Wright for me. Yeah, Jay Wright's a lock for me. Tony Bennett's Wright a, lock a lock for me. Tony Bennett was my number two. Uh, Drew Bennett Valentine well. is now a lock for me. Whoa, early uh, lock. So wait, is this? And this was confusing. I kind of looked at it as like, all right, let's say you had to like take someone right now, or like I didn't know if it was like you're forced to, or would you like willingly take this guy over your current coach? Is there anyone you'd willingly take over Tom Izzo right now? No. Cause I mean, for, for Howard, mm. I have, I do have a list. Like I, I like John Howard a lot, but I would take Tony Bennett, Jay Wright and Bill self. Now character is tough there with Bill self, but I would take <laughs> those three coaches over John Howard right now <clears throat> to like run Michigan for the next 10 years of my life. Uh, I think I would take Jay Wright right now because over Tom, just because there'd be more longevity, he'd be here longer. Tom could be done after next season. I think Jay Wright's got 10 years left, at least. I wouldn't take anybody over Tom Izzo right now. I'd feel 32 in it. 
<laughs> we forgot we forgot one name. Uh, I also had Thad Mata in my first lift as coaches. I mean, that guy's just oh, an absolute yeah. wagon. So I actually like him to split coach Michigan and Butler so they could just meet in the national championship <laughs> game every year. Um, now, here's one that was there was John Mark Line. Yeah. Dude. Mark Few? No, Mark he's Few? overrated. He's a front runner of the West Coast. Only fifty nine. He built a dynasty. Well, not a dynasty. He built a powerhouse in a small conference. I would say dynasty. They've made the tournament like twenty one years. You got to win championships to be a dynasty. Fine. Yes. He did. Jay Wright. That's. I'm not picking list. Mark Few. No, I think. He's I put Mark Few on the tier of Tony Bennett, Jay Wright, and Bill Self. But I can see arguing no, why not. Mark it'd Few be got a, a DUI. Mm, character issue. I mean, Bill Self is about has five. <laughs> I never. Level. I never said Bill Self. Bill you Self did. Has, Five level D level uh, level one sanctions against this team. Now here's my um, B tier, where like if Jawan got fired for smacking a coach and we had to go hire someone, I would say would be home runs that aren't obvious in the top A it would be Mick Cronin, Nate Oates, Eric Musselman, and Scott Drew. I put there because he won a title and he revived Baylor. Eric Musselman, I'm very bullish on back to back elite eights. He's very young. He has an amazing class coming in. Musselman would push the A tier where like I would just take him like right now. I think he's, he's, he's pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah. Solid coach. Those are all solid names for your B tier. Chris Holt. The question C tier. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. But the question is a good one because it illustrates that as we know in this day, we have it pretty good right now. Where we're like, there's not, it's not like you're like, oh, I will take um I don't know. We're not throwing out Chris Beards. We're not throwing out like, oh, I want Shaka Smart to come take over my program. Like, you know, those are like gross. Well, there's some programs where like, oh, I would love to have that coach take over. But all right, college basketball. You won't hear us talk about it for a while unless something crazy happens. Mm. If Alex's message boards get fired up. I got some message board dirty stuff for everyone. But yeah, we don't we don't want that until it comes true, though. Uh, now, the Tigers, the Detroit Tigers, baseball, like we said, they play on Friday. Pretty excited for it. Uh, my first question for you guys, how many games, you can think about this, not like a whole game, but like by innings, so a game is nine innings. How many games counted by innings do you guys think you'll actually watch of Tigers baseball this year? There is 1,458 innings in a season. Give or take extra innings. Number one problem here is Bally Sports. That's an issue. It's like like not on any... There's like a small list of actual cable providers that have Bally Sports. Well, you're just just saying like we just don't have cable on our main TV. That's just a millennial thing. Or not, no, a Gen Z thing. No, 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 Grant. Actual cable companies, some don't have Bally Sports. Several don't. DirecTV does. Oh, sorry. Grant, I almost have DirecTV. <laughs> Evans does not. Evans doesn't. The East Lansing. Evan, what does your mom do to watch games? Have she loves she the Tigers. Doesn't. She doesn't. What? She hasn't. She hasn't been able to watch the Tigers last like two, three years. Oh, my gosh. See, Grant, this is a serious issue. People aren't talking about this enough, I just realized. Yeah. Now, luckily, Grant has DirecTV, and he's going to give his login to me and Evan. So I'll because of that. I'm going to watch 41% of the innings this season. Wow. So that's going to be a big jump from last year was probably like 11%. I don't even, I can't even 
I did not watch many innings last year. I'll tell you that. I didn't watch very many. What's no. 1458 times 0.41? That's almost 600 innings of baseball. Mm-hmm. I had 400. I had 450 innings because I believe that was 50 games. I'm not going to watch full games. I'm going to watch like sixth through ninth innings. And then Evan, Casey Mai starts. Uh, Casey Mai starts. I definitely will try to go out of my way to watch those. Um, I probably will watch more Tigers games. It's something to have on in the background in the summer days when it's kind of boring out. Um, I, but if I do watch the Tigers game, I kind of watch all of it. And if I do get a chance to be able to stream it, um, I'll probably watch more. I probably would say, I mean, there's some West Coast games you're never going to stay up to watch. True. I'm yeah, probably in like the. I'm probably with Alex. I'm around the forty, maybe up to fifty if I'm getting frisky enough. Um, you know, a Friday night at Mox. I'm, I'm certainly going to tune in. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be on in the background a lot. I feel like this year, golf and- league. You know, might be on the TV. There's plenty of times where I might just catch a couple innings on accident. And it's also we rely on the audience. Like I'll definitely be consuming it through Twitter and seeing highlights and looking at uh the score app telling me when scoring plays happen. So I'm going to be like tuned into it the whole season. I might do a classic where I just, I do that for like Red Wings and Pistons where I'll just go on YouTube and watch like the nine minute recap of the game just so I can see the plays that happen. You can watch it. So we're not going to have like a hundred percent feel for it, but that's not really why you come to the show. Anyways, come for, you know, talking about sports sometimes seriously, sometimes more lighthearted, but I'm, I wrote this. I said, I am, most excited this is the most excited i have been for a detroit tigers baseball season since 2017 which was the last year where we held on two pieces before we blew it up yeah we had jd on the opening roster we still had some guys started like uh 18 and four we were super good at the beginning of the season we swept the red sox it might have been 2016 now Mm, maybe i remember one year we had a very hot start. One of the last years of the everyone together. Let me check. 2017. Uh, oh, God, we stunk. Uh, we were. Uh, no, it was that was not that year. I mean, we were 12 and 4, 98, we, Alex. I don't know if 12 we and hot start. 12 and 12. Through, oh, wow. We were horrendous um, in 2017. Yeah, that's why they blew it up at the deadline. But our opening day roster, you're like, okay, there's some guys here. Like Cassianos was still on the team. JD Ugh. was still on the team. Oh, fun. Since you just said 6498, Evan, stat of the day I found doing research for this. Are you guys ready for this? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you are. So I want you to really take a deep breath here and get ready for this because I don't hear people talk about this ever. The 2017 Detroit Tigers under Brad Ausmus went 64 and 98. Fired Brad Ausmus. The 2018 Tigers under Ron Gardenhire also went 64 and 98. I just found that crazy. That like, what are the odds back to back years? Different managers, you go the same exact record over 162 games. Ugh. Yeah, I mean that didn't like. I didn't, didn't fall out of my chair. No, sorry, Evan. Evan, did you hear the stat or did you lag? Uh, I did not hear the stat. Damn it. All right. I'll Let's sit here talking to myself is, for a while. This is a good this is a good test. See if Evan reacts differently. So the stat I found, Evan, the 2017 Tigers team under Brad Ausmus went 64 and 98. 
fired him. Hired Ron Gardenhier for 2018. Their record? Also 64 and 98. Pretty crazy. <laughs> it is what are the crazy. odds? Especially with the talent on that team in what, 2018? We traded everybody at the deadline. Back to back years, 162 just, games, the odds, same exact record, different managers. Pretty it, crazy. It, it just it just shows how bad Osmus was as a manager. So bad hire. Yeah. Bad hire. Swung and a miss. My next question for you guys. Who's your tiger this year? Hmm. One of the best Myers. ad camp <clears throat> one of the best ad campaigns the city's ever Do we done. We have to choose different ones. Yes. No. Well, I would. Yes. I would have picked Casey Mize. Uh, yes. I'll pick someone. Do you just want to? Do you just? Do you just want to be Evan? I'll take Torque Bomb. Jeez, Louise, come on! It's an obvious. I wanted choice. to take Riley Green, but he's not going to be there yet. Not until middle of June is my projection. I'll take a guy with starts with a T as well, or has a T in his name. Tucker Barnhart. Tucker Barnhart. Grit glue guy. Catcher. I'm it's a good pick for you, catcher. This guy, I'm all in on this guy. I was reading articles about him. He's just, he's going to make this young, bright pitching staff even better. He's not going to wow you at the plate. That's Eric Haas's job. Tucker Barnhart is going to frame pitches, which no one really cares about unless you're nerdy about it. You just watch, though. I'm going to try, I just want the audience to watch how soft his receiving will be how he's going to steal strikes for these pitchers how he's going to call better games he's going to communicate with them relax them on mound visits tucker barnhart it's fantastic and we got him at a value because the reds are blowing it up and they're like yeah we'll just give you him because i don't know we can't keep paying him so this guy's won two gold gloves golden gloves he's really good we have not had good catchers in our town in a long time I love Pudge. I bought the Pudge model of the Wilson A2000 in high school. I love Detroit catchers when they're good. Tucker Barnhart is going to be good. So you loved James McCann. Mm, that guy yeah, was yeah, a I stud. I like James McCann. High he was more. He was a strikeout dinger. He was an offensive bat. I love. I love a good, just gritty defensive catcher that can just get you some clutch base hits every now and then. Vance Wilson. <laughs> Um, and then, not your Tiger, who is your breakout player pick? Not saying they have to be the next Akil Badu, but who is a low-key name that you think will be a good impact for this team? Hmm. I mean, he played last year and he pitched last year, but I think a turning point in the starting rotation, I think I'm going to pick Tarek Skubal. Um, He's had a very successful spring training. Um, he's added a very well-developed curveball, and then he's gotten his velocity up a little bit higher. Um, I'm going to pick him to kind of turn over and solidify the rotation and someone that can either, like, make or break um, series and get us, like, over the hump a little bit. You know, he had some solid rookie pitching. Um, ERA was still a little bit too high, but we'll see if they can take the next step. And, like, you have a – uh, professional catcher back there, you know, a defensive guy that's going to call a better game. So I think it's only going to help him. And somebody that's not really the, it's not the big name, it's not Rodriguez or Mize, but somebody that might go under the radar and that can actually impact the Tigers more than people think. Is there any, that just tangent there uh, made me think, is there any beef between you and Eduardo for taking opening day starter role from Casey? 
No, I think it alleviates the pressure a little bit from Mize not having to be the ace. Um, you know, he only has like a year and a half underneath his belt. Yeah, he is the face of one of the faces of the franchise. But you're also not paying Rodriguez whatever it was, seventy, eighty million dollars to be a number two. I think it really helped Mize. You know, you get you lose Boyd, but you know another left lefty in the rotation. I think helps, and Mize throws different stuff. You know, as a split finger, so. I think it, it, it can't hurt. Um, and Chris so, Fetter will help with the pitching staff as well. He's he's a great pitching coach. So him, Barnhart, and all of them is going to be awesome to watch. Alex, breakout player pick go. of the year. He kind of broke out a little bit at the Miguel end of last year. <laughs> um, Candelario, I think, will have a very, very solid season this year. Like you think he's going to make a leap? Uh, yeah, I think he he'll be like a very reliable four hole hitter. I think he led. Long. Didn't he lead the MLB in doubles last year? Is that he, he led the league? He in? broke out a little bit at the end last year. I don't know exactly what he led in. He but led the team in batting last year. He's really he good. He started really bad, and then he was pretty good the second half of the season. And I think he's just going to make another jump. He's going to be a routine everyday third baseman. All star. I think he'll be pushing all star consideration. Somebody on our team has to make the all-star team, so. Hell yeah. Hobby bias. All right. Mine's going to be a deep cut and more of just like, well, there's two two guys, but they're way deep. They're not sexy. I just, if one of these guys hits a little bit better for them, could be, all right, we, we got something cooking here. The two names are Victor Reyes, who will now be thrust into a starting role until Riley Green gets here. He was pretty poopy at the start of last year and then finished the season very well to finish with a 258 average uh, a little bit over seven for ops which is not fantastic but you just need him to like not be rally green you need him to give you half of that so we don't start off terribly this year without rally green and then the other guy who could be that good um he comes in when the, the main guys get a rest is harold castro uh they call him you know hitting harold castro he's more of a hitter than you know a great fielder don't do not get it twisted with willie castro that guy is buns and um i would prefer him to not play a lot this year he just makes errors galore and hits like 220 not willie castro when you see castro make sure you know i'm talking about harold castro he is a better hitter he hit 283 last year in only 100 106 games that's not terrible you get close to that 300 number as a guy who doesn't play every day it's pretty solid stuff would like him to be solid for this team and i think he could have a nice year um but those are my deep would be deeper cuts that could surprise some people um we have to get into it on a scale of one to ten the riley green news was about a nine for me i was visibly upset when it happened and i know it's not the end of the world like he's not going to miss the whole year what i've read is it's going to be six to eight weeks broke a bone in his foot and was in the lower foot which i'm told is better than the upper foot so Shout out to doctors for that. I I said you can he can borrow my foot if he needs to. I I want this guy to play really bad. Uh, he's a consensus top five prospect in the major league baseball, and you just want to see it all together right away. Now that we know Torkelson's on the opening day roster, like you just want them both to play. I can picture him being announced on opening day, starting center fielder, starting first baseman, and now we have to wait. It just it sucks. Um, but. Am I overreacting to it? What do you guys think? Do you think it sucks as much as I'm saying? Or like, Grant, just wait six to eight weeks and you'll get him. It's disappointing, but you don't need to 
throw your life away for it. I mean, he's a young kid and he's going to be here in two months, probably according to Evan's timeline. So it's not that big of a deal. You can wait it out. I can't be longer. Um, you said June. That's two months. Yeah, middle of June. That's two and a half, half months. No. Yeah, it's, they're, it's, it's, they're not going to rush him back. Right? I don't think they are. Um, they don't need to. I was, I was upset. I was I just disagree. like ran upset. You want your best athletes. You want all your talent on your roster as much as possible. Um, and then a broken foot. You know, six to eight weeks hurts. But I think low key, I think the front half is probably grinning and fist pumping about it. Oh, cruel, service mean year. Way. Yep, service year. Tell us. Um, there are new rules like Torkelson. Well, he's on the opening roster, so it doesn't really matter. Um, but now, like, if he still made the top three in rookie of the year voting, I don't think he will. I think there's a lot of rookies in the American League um, that are going to take it over him. But now we'll have him for an extra year of control, player control. Um, but I think they're going to push it back, like, middle to end of June. He's not going to get back because I can see him coming back and then have a rehab starts in the minor leagues and, like, delay it and delay it and delay it. Unless there's pressure from Hinch or there's pressure from somebody else. Um the front office probably would probably delay it as much as possible. It just sucks, dude. Cause like, and them also wanting to do, if they do do that, which I don't blame them, but it just kind of signals, okay, fans for those of you that are like, Oh my God, this team's ready to make a push. Like, no, they're still waiting. They're still loading up. They're still going to acquire more names. Like if Raleigh was set to go from the start of the year, I mean, the guy was hitting, I know it's just spring training, but we know he like lit it up last year. He was hitting nine twenty one OPS. In spring hitting 430 batting average in spring training and i read i didn't know like, i didn't see the play i just got the notification was like oh my god please be april fools because this also ha- happened on april 1st he was going against garrett cole great pitcher we know that fouled the ball off the inside of his right foot broke it didn't leave the game because adrenaline he hit a triple in that at bat legged out a f- triple on a broken foot and then got to the dugout and was like ah my foot foot hurts broke it like this guy is an absolute gamer he is going to be you know, assuming things are on track and doesn't get a bunch of injuries, going to be one of the best players we've seen in a long time in Detroit. And it just sucks you don't get it right away with Torkelson there as well. Um, so that really sucks. Now, I don't know if this was before or after the injury, but when it comes to playoffs, the dirty the dirty P word, fan graphs, which is a very big stats website in baseball, they do a percentage chance to make the playoffs for every team. Our percentage chance to make the playoffs is 9.2%. Do you guys agree with that? Disagree? Higher? Lower? Dude, tell me there's a chance. I think it's higher. <laughs> I think um, it's higher. You added Great another, success. You, you add another team to the playoffs. Um, you're coming off of last year's end of the year success or take away April and May. Um, Hinch is a, definitely wins you 10 games as a manager. I and like then I that. think... I manager think that, win stats. In my opinion, um, I think, <laughs> and I think the lineup is better for Cabrera to have more success. He can get protected more. Um, bias, flashy guy. Obviously, Torkelson can help. So I think there's a higher percent. I would say like high twenty percent chance to make it. Um, a lot of things do have to go our way, like perfectly and correct. Um, and then I can still see like the front office being sellers at the deadline. Um, but I think it's definitely a higher chance. Our division stinks. Um, I know Minnesota made some moves to like get better. Correct. I don't think they got that much better. Um, White Sox are bleeps and aboves, and then 
Cleveland's tanking, and the Royals are kind of a rebuild, but they got young talent. So we could compete for second in the division if everything goes right. I mean, the yeah. East is twenty three point six five percent. What my brain just spit out there. Wow. I'll go not much higher than nine. Nine's just so bleak. I'll go like twelve to fifteen. Feels right. It just the the Raleigh Greens news sucks because like I would not be stunned if this team just like swept by the White Sox and like oh god they're over and then you know it's you like think he, Riley Green was going to be that crucial. Seeing his name in our opening day lineup or just in the starting lineups, it's just a boost because you don't see Victor Reyes there. You don't see guys there's like ugh. You see Riley Green and yes he might struggle, but he's fast. He's going to steal bases and he does. He's a he made a great diving play. Like he's an all around like five tool guy. And like seeing that name in the lineup being gone from it is just gonna really hinder this team for a little bit. And you know, like regression and stuff, like Jonathan Scope hit out of his mind last year. Is he gonna keep that up? All these things, like is it gonna You're be regression? Awfully negative. You sound like Evan. I'm not negative. I'm just trying to temper expectations. I don't think this team is making the playoffs. What helps is so there's only fifteen teams in a league. That six of them make it, so not half, obviously, but like closer to half now. I just don't I don't know. I I think it's gonna be one that's like I'm I'm Protecting myself against what I did with the Pistons last year, where I was so gung ho. Fair, uh, but we t- I with, told you that with the rookies. But I have to remember, Torkelson's a rookie. Riley Green will be a rookie in mid June or June whenever he comes back. And this is like, I don't know. I mean, Evan and I didn't say we think the Tigers are going to make the playoffs. We said like twenty percent something, twenty something percent. So you know, we're not sitting here saying they're going to win the World Series, but you could be a little more optimistic. It's more of just like a testament to how terrible this franchise has been in the last five years. Where like I'm very excited to watch them, but I still don't think they're going to be. Like I think their their ceiling is is second in the division, missing the playoffs because I think all the, the AL East is absolutely stacked, and so they might get three teams in. Like it's not like we're going to compete with the the Blue Jays. Like God, like there's just some absolute mammoth like. Unless Torkelson's Aaron Judge or Pete Alonzo is rookie year, like that would be like what you would need to be like, oh my god, we might make the playoffs. Or our pitching staff is just lights out. I mean, going into July first last year, they were ten games under five hundred, and they finished eight games under five hundred. So they're two games above five hundred from July on last year. That'll that'll keep you in the playoff race for a long time. What's they say? You can't you can't win the division in April and May, but you can lose the division in April yeah. and May. If you go so got to tread water until our nine and back. 17 in the first two months, like last year. Yeah. Or I think it was even worse. worse than that. It was, it was worse than that. Yeah. Well, we have 14 okay. and 13 in May. April was um, miserable for us. Um, eight, 19 in April. Yeah. But I think our schedule is, I think brutal to begin the year. Um, you know, opening series weekends, they gather home against both the Sox teams, White Sox, Red Sox. Oh, that, um, that sucks. Yeah, you do have to travel to Kansas City. You know, they're probably just as good as you. Um, two game, Well, actually, it's three-game series against the Yankees back at home. Rockies Ugh. are nothing. But then you have to travel to the Twins and to the Dodgers. Oh, um, my God. We're going to get battered and bruised. Yeah, so, like, the – First month is not good to the Tigers, and it doesn't. We needed Riley Green so bad. Yeah, it doesn't really let up until you get about middle of May is when kind of the schedule gets easier. You start playing the Guardians, and you start playing the Twins a little bit more. 
um, athletics and Orioles. So May is easier, but I mean, that first month or so, I mean, it's just a brutal stretch of series, especially on the road. Positive is I think our bullpen will be solid. They have some injuries they're dealing with right now, but I think they'll be solid, which is something I don't want to get optimistic because bullpen has always cost those good Tigers teams in the past. But I do think we have some arms in the bullpen. So if we can get leads, we should do better at preserving those leads. Um, listener question here. A comment and a question. I'm a Tigers season ticket holder. Congratulations. Would love to grab a beer with you guys the next time you go to a game. So my first response to that is, I'd be down. Absolutely. We'll, we'll tweet out. We'll tweet out. We just when need we to go. know who you are. Well, here. So we'll tweet out when we go. Eventually. And I said, hey, just just hit us up then. Just DM say, hey, I'm also going to that game or some hand up. Probably at least for myself, we'll be waiting till it's a little bit warmer weather this year because we went very early last year and it was like freezing. <laughs> um, I will wait until it's a little bit nicer. I mean, it was snowing today and it, opening days Friday, so it's just crazy. Uh, his really question that weather on Friday it looks like. <laughs> how many torque bombs great phrase will we see this year oh, 22 oh god that 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 feels bad he's not I just gonna right come in there. and hit 50 right bombs around. i mean relax i was right around 20 oh, as well 22 bombs oh gross. he is a rookie it's a rookie you grant not, you're not playing in a hitter friendly park um and you know everyone goes through a slump at some point during the season, and just a matter of if he can bounce back from it or if his slump depends on how long his slump is. But I'm, I'm right Not around him. with Alex. I think around 25. I think the max he could hit is probably 30, unless he gets off to a hot start in April and May. Then obviously all those stats get inflated from there on out. All right, I did some math, crunched some numbies for this. So first of all, I started at the peak, the pinnacle. Most home runs in a season by a rookie, which is curious. Who holds these records? Uh, in the American League, Aaron Judge hit 52 ding-dongs in 2017. If, he, if Torkelson played in Yankee Stadium, he would also hit 52 home runs. He has to flick wow. his wrist, and it's a home run in right field. <laughs> um, Mark McGuire, shout out him, hit 49 homers in Asterix. 1987. Asterix. Do you think he was taking steroids that first yes. year? Yes. They were all Rams. juicing. All right, and then most recently, Pete Alonso is the record holder. He hit 53 bombs for the Mets in 2019. And then we go to the NL for some, how the, for some how reason. How the Mets still bad with Pete Alonso? I don't know, dude. Well, did you see Scherzer and DeGrom both have injuries now? I didn't see they Scherzer. The, I saw DeGrom. They I have the DeGrom. worst training staff in the MLB. The, the, the yeah. training staff for the Dodgers is, or the Mets is so bad. And now we go to NL. That's why I said Dodgers. Um, much less. Cody Bellinger. In 2017, hit 39. And then shout out this deep cut, Wally Berger for Boston in 1930. Hit 38 tots. Good for Berger. Yeah. And then Berger and tots. Uh, the guy that slings um, the testosterone medicine now, Frank Robinson for uh, Cincinnati, hit 38 in That's 1956. Frank Thomas who slings the testosterone I'm medicine. I'm joking. I'm joking. But yeah, Frank Thomas. Um, now, let's look at our own team. So that's the peak, all right? Robbie Grossman alone. So you're about 20. to say Torque's going to hit 40 bombs. No, you sh- be quiet and let me get through this. It's a lot of math. Robbie Grossman, Robbie Grossman led the Tigers with 23 home runs last year. Robbie Grossman hit 23. Okay. 
Now, Torkelson, last year, played 121 games throughout the minor leagues. They ranged from single A to triple A. He hit 30 bombs last year in 121 games. Now, he spent 40 games in triple A, the closest to the major leagues you can get. He hit 11 home runs in those 40 games. Pretty good. Let's say he plays 130 to 150 games, which is probably what he'll play every day first baseman. I have the range of bad 27, peak-ish 40 Torkelson bombs with a net of 33 Torque bombs this year. That's what I came up with. So a little bit more bullish than you guys. Wow, I Robbie cannot wait hit- to catch a Torkelson home run when we're at the game. It's going to be a lot. Bobby Grossman hit 23 last year. Come on, Torkelson's going to mash. You just Dude, said five minutes ago that you're trying to temper your rookie expectations. <laughs> and here you are just telling us that Torque's going to hit 40 bombs. No, yeah, I, I told you they would. that's not going to make us good. I said he'd have to go Aaron Judge mode for us to flirt with the playoffs. Like he had to be hitting 50. If he hit 40 home runs, I would say that that's a pretty, really, really, really good rookie season. Yeah, no, 100%. But he also is a 1-1 draft pick. So, like, and if you go back to Arizona State, he was hitting a home run, like, he was hitting a home run per game in college. It was, you look at, he played, like, 50 games, he had, like, 50 bombs. 40 This guy just mashes baseballs. (laughs) The one Um, he hit in spring training the other day went 800 feet. Unconfirmed. The the last thing I want to say is um, another kind of, not nerdy thing, but thing that I hope sticks out to us. Because I think when you write the my theme going into this year is like, as Javi Baez goes, I feel like this team will go because he was the big splash. And he did hit a decent amount of home runs last year, but he also had the most strikeouts in his career. And Comerica is not the most friendly hitter ballpark. So a lot of those home runs could turn into pop flies or long doubles. But on the defensive side of the ball, with the scope back to second base, and Javi buys a, a multi-gold glove winner at shortstop. I think our double play rate, which was like terrible last year, should be much better. And I like to think our defense up the middle is going to get back to the like closer to the Kinsler and Jose Iglesias days. And double plays were just automatic. Ground ball up the middle, automatic double play. I'm hoping we get to that. We don't, we're not going to watch DJ Short at shortstop this year. No offense to DJ Short, but like I just don't need to see that. Or like Willie Castro with his double digit errors last year get that out of my face <laughs> like that guy just sucks so bad i'm not gonna watch them putz around and throw balls in the left field we're gonna have javi Baez and scope which scope is confusing to me i know he lost a bunch of weight i never pictured him as a second baseman but i guess he lost 15 pounds he's kind of on that hogard body but, um, hey whoa <laughs> dude don't don't chop my guy like that but uh, apparently he's gonna he's a good fielder so hopefully double plays uh are turning and burning up the middle it, for the Tigers this year. I'm excited though. I'm looking so forward excited. to it. Very excited. So excited. So jazzed. Uh, another thing I'm excited for. The Masters. The Masters. This is where the part of the podcast yes. you play the, the, the little intro. The yeah, little and then, piano. And then whoever the, the, uh, the Illuminati that work at Augusta come and kill me in my sleep <laughs> for copywriting their music. Yeah. We'll just have Evan talk over it, and then it'll be like our own track. Do do do. I don't even know how to hum it. It is so it's so soft and so petite. elegant. So Georgia. Georgia. We'll start off with a about us listener question with the Masters this week. Do you guys golf a lot? And has anyone had a hole in one? Oh yeah, we golf a lot. I mean, I'm golfing on Sunday and Monday. 
um, hitting the range on Saturday. Got to prep. Um, I'm actually going to win a golf scramble on Sunday. So you're playing like in a scramble Sunday. Yeah, I am playing in a scramble on Sunday. Where? Um, where? Grand Valley. That's why you're going to Grand Valley to play in a golf tournament. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to booze it up all weekend and then go hit it up in the golf scramble. Oh, you're going to be throwing up during that. No, I'm not. It's at one o'clock. It's not early morning, so we're mm. okay. It's good. It's important. Yeah, sounds fun. Uh, well, I'd say Evan and I golf a lot, and Grant, and you can answer yourself. Um, uh, I, I wouldn't say you golf a lot. Three summer months. It's about four, twelve weekends. I'd say about eight to, to ten times a oh, year. I feel like that feels high. Does it? Yeah, it feels high. No, I'd say well, six. I guess I'm coming. I'm coming off like pandemic summers where I could go more, but. I don't I'd know, say six to ten. You I got a girlfriend six. now. It's gonna drop a little too. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. That, yeah. That takes that some time. Yeah, but she golfs, so you could take her with you. <laughs> but I also went to the. I guess. I mean, I went to the range. Do you want more to than I ever though, have last year? I've went to the range more than I ever have last year. True. So you factor that in. Played my best golf last year. I broke hundred. Asterisk. All right. So I'll say six to eight. And yes, Alex has a hole in one. Yeah, no, I do. I've never even came close. I do have a hole in one. Thank you very much. Not a big deal. Wasn't a big deal. Just was in the paper. I'm a, wow. I'm a local hero. <laughs> come see Harold. No, it was yeah. in the telegram. Oh, oh even say, I better. I was going to say, time. I bet you enjoyed talking to Mickey Alvarado. <laughs> I didn't talk to anyone. They just put it in there. Well, how do they know? Did I think the golf course tells them when you get a hole in one. Yeah. Got it. Makes sense. Got a little trophy. Um, all right. So the Masters, a lot of storylines. If you want like more in-depth in ones, there's other golf podcasts out there for that, obviously. Um, are you guys rooting for Tiger Woods? If he, he's game time decision. Are you guys rooting for him if he suits up? You two don't like him, so you two will not. And I do like him, so I will root for him. I've gotten more like fascinated by him, but I do get annoyed at how it's things good in for his the life sport for him to play well. Agreed with that. I get annoyed by how things are handled. Like he got in a almost near death car crash that no one wants to talk about, and he just doesn't have to talk about it. And the cops like didn't test him for drugs and alcohol because he's Tiger Woods, which I get. That's the cost of fame. Eldrick. I just sometimes get a, yeah. I just kind of get in like everyone just doesn't say what really happened. And it's just kind of annoying how all that stuff. They is they came out with what happened. Yeah, yeah, they did. He was I driving was to a shoot. Too. He was driving to a shoot for like a, a YouTube video. Yeah, but like, why was he going that fast, and why did he swerve off the road, Alex? Like the real question. He took a corner too fast and yeah. crashed because he thought he's invincible and could drive really fast. I mean, right. it do- like, doesn't always have to be drugs or alcohol, no. Grant. Well. If you saw all his interview on TV where he didn't, he was stumbling over his words the day before. I mean, like they just, things are just lining up in his life and he had gotten pulled over for a DUI earlier in his life. There's body cam footage of that. It's like people just kind of like, oh yeah, Tiger, I love you so much. It's like, oh, uh, he's got a lot of haters. That's why we, well, he's a really, yeah, he's a messed up guy. I did a full uh, report on him in college once about the ups and downs of his life and pre- presented it to a class. It was very, it, it divided the room. There was like girls were like, no, he's a scumbag. He cheated on his wife. And there was dudes like, it's Tiger. Let's he, go. Uh, he's addicted to sex. Like Jim says. <laughs> and he wants to be in the, in the Navy SEALs so bad. It's kind of a weird fetish. 
He um, did. Anyways, I don't, I don't know if he still does. But. Evan's not rooting for him. Alex, you are pulling for him if he yes. plays. Yes, I am. It's good for the sport. Um, I'm not going to root for him to win. He's not my gonna, number one guy. If that matters, I'm definitely going to be. I'm definitely going to be curious. I'm going to be watching his shots and seeing how he does. Um, now this is more for Alex because he gets on me for a use of a word. Would Tiger Woods winning this Masters be unbelievable? Would that be fair to say? <laughs> well, I hate that term to begin with. Because unbelievable to me means like you never ever could imagine that happening. Now you throw it around. I would say yes, it's unbelievable. No, I don't think it'd be unbelievable. Somebody that almost got their legs amputated because he got into a car accident and hasn't played competitive golf besides with his son is going to win the biggest major of all time. So his last win coming off six back surgeries, that's no different. Alex, back surgeries is different from almost getting your leg amputated. Jaws of life. Remember those texts? Evan said, remember Evan's text to the group, which is like Tiger Woods, Jaws of life. And we're just like, what? Evan gave no context, just Tiger Woods, (laughs) Jaws of life. Schefter Schefter bomb (laughs) from the clouds. Um, I wouldn't think it's unbelievable. It'd be very surprising. Not unbelievable. Right now, you can say that. But if I had talked to you after 2019 and said, hey, he just won this. Let me sit you down, Alex. He's going to get in a car crash a year from now and nearly die. And he's going to come back and win this tournament again. And it's his first appearance since. You're like, I don't believe you. That's unbelievable. Like, So I think it. if you looked at it from a years ago, this would be unbelievable what's happening if it does happen. But I guess now you're like, okay, he looks good. The Masters is throwing out puff piece trailers of how good he looks walking the grounds. Like now it's, it's like, all it's right, unlikely yeah, he's, he's actually going to win. So it's not like, I don't think we need to worry about it. I don't know, dude. If he, I plus think 5,000, I know that's what well, we'll get to that. I think with everyone, what everyone says, this guy does not play in tournaments. He doesn't think he can win. So like, he's not going there. Well, yeah, to he's, make the cut. Like he's, he's going, a freak. He, and he, that is his golf course. Like that is when I think someone who owns something, Tiger Woods owns Augusta national. So, yeah, that's I don't why know. all of the reasons you just gave is why I don't think it'll be unbelievable. Right. But if I had told you like two years ago, this would happen. You say, I don't believe you. That's unbelievable. Well, I would have to I'd more so be unbelievable about the car crash and the jaws of life and all that than the golf. Well, if you look at his drug and alcohol history, it might uh, not be OK. All right. So let's just we're going to just cookie cutter and protect this man like he's we live in North Korea. Um, it's taking plenty that's a beauty. of hate. People love comeback stories, and he's already given us one. This guy just is and addicted was awesome. to come. He's addicted to sex, and he's addicted to comeback stories. He loves it. I don't care who you are. The last time he won, you you got chills watching that. Yeah, I also bet on him. He made some nice. I also bet on like everyone in the field, but my biggest bet was on Tiger was the winning. It was electric. Um, all right, so you guys know how this works. A little refresher. We give our favorite to win, and we give our long shot, and it's always a debate what constitutes a long shot. Based yeah, on Evan, the Evan takes favorites as his long shot. <laughs> Don't take favorites. You do. Evan has we did the Evan. odds. It's based off of the odds on the sports. Yeah, that I you look gave at. someone out that was like plus five hundred. No. Yeah. So there's no, nobody ever in a golf <laughs> tournament that's plus five hundred. You said Colin Morikawa was your, and he was like plus forty five hundred to win that tournament, no and you're way. like, no, dude, that doesn't count. He's not right, on the same level as Joaquin <laughs> Neiman. All right, Alex. Since you had. Some bones to pick with it. Let's. It's a new golf season. What is our cutoff when it comes to what a long shot is, money line odds wise? Anyone above plus forty five hundred. 
What about, can we just go 4,000? I feel like that's a No, because I see guys in the 4,000s that are reasonable. That's why we're going past The that. only person I see on the book I'm looking at is Daniel Berger. Yeah, and I would say Daniel Daniel Berger Except is a long shot. Except the guy that won last year. He's plus 3,500. 3,500. Oh, I'm 4,000. I should I should click a new Off, website. Which one are you on? Uh, some offshore I'm on account. CBS Sports one hour ago. <laughs> what? Go to a sports book, you Go to a live cop. sports book. You cop. You're, what are you, I a can't. Nerd? I can't go to sports books. I don't, I I don't bet. Why? Because you, you're addicted? <laughs> yeah. You don't, correct. Alex, you don't have to, you don't have to log in. I don't want to end up logging in. You idiot. Oh, I'm logged in. in. I just placed look. 35 bets. <laughs> All right, fine. I'm looking let's at go, it again. Let's go off DraftKings. I, that's what Evan's looking at, I'm guessing, because we have the same odds. Yeah, okay. Let's go 4,000 is the line based on No, above 4,000. Yeah, so four thousand or higher? No, 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 no. Above. Do you 4, want? Alex, you want no Daniel Berger? Gonna, you're gonna pick Daniel Berger. Tony Finau? Come on. He's plus sixty five hundred. What are you talking what? about, Alex? I'm on DraftKings now. Is this not good enough for you? No. Yeah. What do you mean? Jesus outright Christ. winner. Tony yes. Finau is sixty five hundred. Out. Outright winner. Tony Finau plus four thousand. No. No. What? I'm I'm looking at DraftKings right now. The no, Masters like, odds tournament lines winner. Yep, I'm on it. That's What's what the top said? of your list? Oh wait, well, just read me your list. What does it say at All the top? Right. It says the open now. I don't know why. Oh my god, you're at the you were on the open odds. <laughs> it says joke. the Masters, and then below it it says the open. I don't Let's do it on your phone. Make sure bro. do it on your on phone. The Masters 2020. <laughs> This man God doesn't know. God damn, dude. <laughs> you would think he is Borat from Kazakhstan. Hasn't used the internet ever. Sorry, this oh, is a now, now I'm logged in. Here we go. <laughs> now he has bets on his desktop and his phone. Don't waste all your money on Oh, opt blackjack, in for Alex. blackjack. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, there's some good odds boosts on the draft all right. for the Masters. Fine. So. 4,000 and above. Okay. Who would like to go first with their favorite? Me. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with Dustin Johnson. Oh, Paulina. The reason? Bonk. Uh, crushes the golf ball. Maybe he can make it a par seven, like Bryson DeChambeau says it is. He's an idiot, moron, loser. Whoa. <laughs> Did not mean to say Dude, Don't that. talk about my long shot like that. I'm just kidding. But I just really like DJ's game. Good player. Nice. And he was not most recent winner, but recent winner after that. COVID yeah. 2020. They played COVID two. Year. They played two in one year. So we technically, yeah. The one like, that was like in November. November. Yeah. He, yeah. The fall one. Yep. Mine Done it before. Can is, do it again. Mine's a favorite. There's no doubt. But. Not a name you typically expect. I'm going with Cameron Smith, plus 1,400 odds. He won the players, so he's hot. He's won a big tournament already this year. You might think, well, he won't do it again. But there's, some, there's also a glory play of I just want to see that mullet, that mustache in the green jacket as a theme to my picks. I just think that that guy is going to look good in it. Uh, he's Australian. so you, you see a lot of foreign guys at the top of the leaderboard, I feel like, in the Masters. That's just thinking out loud here. Um, and then you go with this. In his last five appearances, he's played very well at the Masters. He has a T10, a tied for second just two years ago, and a T5. So this guy is around the top of the leaderboard in the Masters. If you don't want to go to him to win, maybe go top 10 
finish and get a little plus action that way. Because the best thing about golf betting is like everything's plus odds because golf tournaments are such a crapshoot. It's kind of like a NASCAR race. So I'm going with Cameron Smith for my favorite. To Evan's favorite. Uh, my favorite. There's a lot of guys I like, um, but I'm going to go with somebody that's consistent, like Grant's guy, had success at the Masters. Um, I'm going to pick Jordan Spieth. Oh, um, love that pick. Love that has, choke job on choke job on an amen corner. Never yeah, forget. he does. Um, my favorite golfer. You know, success there. So I'm going to go with him. He's not one of the. He's not coming. He's not a hot golfer right now, but um, I think being somebody successful at the Masters goes a long ways. Do you see him miss those uh, two footers last week? Every golfer's one of us, so. Felt good. One of us. One of us. Uh, Long shot, we'll go back to Alex to stay in order. But if you pick mine, I'm killing you. If you pick mine, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. Vengeance. Uh, You guys can go first. I'm between two guys. Max Homa. Where are my homosexuals at? (laughs) As they say on PMT, the homosexuals. Popular, Um, trendy pick. He's got to make the cut. Just because he's popular. Just because he's popular. Plus, plus 8,000, so he definitely counts. He's he doubled up of what our cutoff was. Um, most notably, he beat the four-play scramble, uh, one of the only pro-, pro golfers to do that. And you make it through that meat grinder against Riggs, Lurch, <laughs> Trent, and Frankie out there. You can probably win it at Augusta National. And he parties with Mike, formerly known as Mike Stud. I just love the guy. I, this is just a Grant likes this guy. And also, he's been playing good golf. Like Let's not forget that. He has been playing good golf. Um, he's got a sweet mustache as well. Handsome guy. He looked great in a green jacket. Max Homa. Alex, you ready or are you going to go? Maybe just yeah, take I'm him ready. like top 20. Let's not get crazy. <laughs> uh, let me see what his odds are. So plus 5,500. I'm going with Adam Scott. Done it before. Mm. Three top 10s this year. Playing decent golf. So, yeah, I like Adam Scott. Is he still allowed to use that long putter or do they buy in that? He he can. You just you can, You just can't anchor it. Can't like touch it to your body. Yeah. Mm. So he just doesn't touch it to his body. <laughs> wow. No friction against the belly. So yeah, Adam Scott. Um, I'm gonna go with uh Paul Casey, popular pick for Evan from last year. Um, played well in some majors last year. Uh, he's plus six thousand. Oh wow. Um, he has some. Decent success at the Masters. 2018 tied for 15th. 2017 6th. 2016 he was tied for 4th. So he has some success there. Um, I just think somebody's got to eventually win their first major at the Masters. So might as well be him. No like love that. for Hideki Matsuyama. I feel like it's pretty hard to repeat unless you're Tiger Woods. Or, I don't know, it's tough to do. There's two guys I would like to give love to. Pause that I think are going to be very good in this tournament that we, we couldn't say just we ran out of names. Uh, Xander Shoffley is always in the mix in this tournament. The guy is always near the top five and also consistent not good for, player. And I think this guy would be slept on the next one because of his injury. I think Brooks Kepka is going to be back with a vengeance healthy at the Masters. I could see a Brooks Kepka revival swing here. I think those two will be in the mix at some point in this tournament, uh, which isn't saying a lot because they're great golfers, but I do think those guys should be mentioned if you're looking at the gambling board. Two guys that I wanted to pick, you know, I just picked Spieth instead. So I, I'm a huge Xander Shoffley fan, just like his game. So so good. Also, um, shout out James Pyatt making his Masters debut. Go Green Baby, the Michigan That's State awesome. U.S. Amateur Champion will be uh, in the field. 
be huge if he wears some guy wear the Michigan State gear, right? He's I believe he Michigan is. State I believe he is wearing Michigan State. Gear. Michigan State's golf coach is his caddy. Um, he got an oh. exemption from the Masters. Um, usually, previously, all coaches weren't allowed to caddy at the Masters for their, uh, for like their athlete. Um, but he finally got it approved and got it exempt. So his coach will be nice. caddying for him. Nice. Now we, that's the right thing to do. We also have two quick uh, comment listener questions or comments on this one. Um, this goes into the first one here from BV. Benny V, a, a long supporter of the podcast, has his own group chat with the boys now for his personal questions. Sweet um, picture. Bryson, Bryson DeChambeau. We talked about him earlier off the rip. Uh, he, ben says, Bryson had a stupid comment, a little opinion there, Ben, but I agree with you, of calling Augusta a par 67. However, he has never placed inside the top 20 there. Love him or hate him, he's still a great golfer. He's currently at plus 5,500 to win the Masters. Do you believe this is good value or throwing money away? Ben V. Oh, sorry. He also, on the record, has Billy Horschel as his underdog Home run play plus Lotto play was the actual words. So Billy Horschel or Max Homa, choose your character, plus 8,000. Alex, you were eager. Uh, Yeah, I just don't like Bryson at all. I don't like how he plays golf. I don't like how he carries himself. He said love or hate him. Uh, So I'm in the hate category. And at plus 5,500, if you want to throw away money, yeah, go ahead. That's what I think. I think you'd be throwing away money. He's not making the cut. I do, I do agree with Alex. Uh, I kind of cringe when he told me that you thought he was going to miss the cut earlier because I was like, I'm saving that bomb for the podcast. I do think he also will miss the cut. Also, he did this really cringy video with Dude Perfect on the golf course, and you go and disrespect Augusta like that. Like his game worked at the U.S. Open because every the rough is so bad and you don't need as much touch because you just bomb it and then get on the green like that doesn't work at augusta you got to be like finesse it's not like some long bomb course that you can just hit over everything um and he plays terribly there and he melts Evan, evan's in the love crowd so I'm i don't love him but you know i used to absolutely hate him but i mean i understand where he's coming from i think he will make the cut um but i don't see him winning because you need a little more finesse um, so I think that's where his missing the game lies. But he can't cut corners with his driving, if, as long as he's not spraying it. Um, I mean, fifty five hundred. I think it's still good value to sprinkle a little bit on it. I'm not saying throw everything on it, but hey, put two McDoubles on it. I don't know. Yeah, whatever you're willing to lose. Thanks, Alex. Great advice. Great, great advice. <laughs> Um, and then last one for you two, really, because I don't, I am not good with any help here. How do you fix a slice? There's a, there's a lot of things that go into that. Okay, well, give us, give us like a nice um, little tip. Hmm. Evan, what would you say first? What would I say first? I did have a trying slice to give the most really basic, basic thing of all time. And you went to a nice draw. So what did you do? I did. Different? Yes, I would say my hand placement on my club. I adjusted my hands. Um, I was going to say grip is probably the most. So your how'd grip, you grip that shaft? Um, get it out of your palms. Use your lead hand. So if you're, I'm guessing you're right-handed. I don't know, but your lead hand. So your left hand, get it out of your palm of your hand or in like the knuckle part, your base of your fingers. Um, overdo your top hand. Overdo your top hand. So your right hand. Overdo it. See more knuckles, and then 
really mentally for me, I always overemphasize like tucking my elbow and then definitely like overcome my hands to where like I definitely can either if I hit it super bad, I'm going to hook it. Um, and if I get lazy, then obviously there's going to be a slice there. But more times or not, it's going to be at least somewhat of a draw or if not, go straight. So I would say hand grip is number one. Yeah, grip, I think, is I, most important. I do have a TikTok tip. We all know those always work. I saw it the other day. It just made me think of it while you were talking there. Um, and I will be trying this out on the range because it was so easy that my brain was like, yes, this is what I need. You they, you put a golf tee in your glove on your lead hand. And they said when you take it back in your swing, you just want to make sure you, know? you stick it like like – yeah, like like here by your wrist, you stick it into the end of the glove. Yeah, oh, on the, oh, on the like on the outside on the outside though on the outside. No, not on the inner, on the outer. Yeah, on this side. So when you go back, you just want to feel like it's not digging into your skin. And if it's digging into your skin, it means you're too over the top. If so, it's not digging. You, you'll feel it that it's flatter, and that'll keep you on a smooth, flat swing path as opposed to getting up and over to slice. So not I will be trip. trying that. I. W- so and I, the comment said, "This is eye opening. This changed my I mean, swing." I have my clubs right here. We could try it right now. <laughs> I mean, I could just set off and put one through the window if we really wanted to. See if it works. <laughs> Evan breaks this window. I was like, "Wow, did you see that? Didn't slice at all." But yeah, I'm just trying to visualize it. I mean, you have a tee in your glove, and you take it back, and you just don't want to feel like it's digging into that hand. And I will be trying that. I can promise you that. But if Alex, you have any like real tips? Uh, hand placement, like Evan said, I would agree. Finishing through the ball. Don't get lazy on the bottom. Uh, and then I think... Oh, the- whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> it's kind of hard sometimes to not get lazy <laughs> yeah, on the bottom. Yeah. Sometimes you just want the club or anybody else just to do the work. But, you know, so we have to finish no matter what. <laughs> Anyways, uh, my number one golf tip would be don't just sometimes- take advice <laughs> from anybody about golf. Don't just... Don't listen to me and Joe Schmo and everyone else telling you what to Even do. Even Tiger Woods. That's different, Grant. That's different. <laughs> Tell Jack Nicholas to f- a lot of uh, a lot of golf is just figuring it out on your own and what works best for you. Yeah, hit the range. That's what I mean. Help me. I hit the range and I just mess around with it until I found something that was comfortable. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And now look at us. None of us are lazy on the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> I really didn't think you guys would find a way to make that. Somehow, as it we, was. somehow we're better on the bottom. We get more but, done. Wow. Was that, and was that inappropriate? Ultimately, ultimately, if you can't fix your slice, just play that play slice. It. Yeah, and never try to fix on the course. Like if you're no. already playing mm-hmm. and you're slicing everything, <laughs> you're not going to start hitting a draw. So just <laughs> just play it. Unless you're, you're Evan who thinks he can fix it. Oh, I can fix it on the course. <laughs> I try to fix all the time on the course. <laughs> never works. Play my, never or works. you just play only a seven iron. That also is a move. Uh, I tell myself I'm going to do that, and I'm just so just stubborn just, and just. I'm way too good for that. That's what I tell myself. <laughs> <laughs> all right. This will probably get us more off the rails, but just a couple life questions. Miscellaneous ones, non-sports. Everyone relax. Take the load off. If you were on the show naked and afraid... What one item would you bring with you? Cannot be clothes. Mm-hmm. Well, duh. It's naked and afraid. You can't, you can't, fucking bring, um, you can't be bringing clothes in. Two things come to mind here. But I'll go with one of them because you guys might need the other thing. I'm going to get <laughs> okay. a hundred pack of matches. Dude. 
Do you even watch survival shows, Alex? Come on. I need fire, Evan, and I don't want to sit there. Yeah, that's why I'm bringing a flint together. stone or flint knock. Like you know, just instant. You just scrape it just a couple of times. It's gonna get your sparks. It's better than matches. Right. That's that's a good survivor pull. I love when they get those in the little uh, rewards challenges. Yes. Is there anything to like a Costco jug of trail mix? That would be super <laughs> dumb. That would be the dumbest. <laughs> you made fun of my thing, Evan. Fire and Grant says he's gonna bring some trail mix <laughs> just some like comfort food before you inevitably die or get kicked off this show i wouldn't die <laughs> okay batman i wouldn't <laughs> would not die uh, i wouldn't die i'd have fire what about a pistol <laughs> <laughs> not a bad idea i guess if you're on the show naked and afraid and you're not deserted on an island you're on a show i've yeah. never seen it you don't need a <laughs> pistol there's camera crews following you around. Daddy yeah, you needs say naked. Dad. Dad. <laughs> you say naked and afraid. My mind goes to Hunger Games. <laughs> Seems like it, dude. It's well, on you're... TV, dude. What, what are you about do? blanket? Shoot people. In case you're shy, you want to cover up. What about blanket? <laughs> yeah, you would be terrible on these shows. That's what I've learned. I think we need to sign up. Um, for it. Yeah, we're gonna make you a tape based on that. I can't think of a vape. This is just your feeling. Thirty rack of bush lights. All I need. We know why it's taking a vape. <laughs> why it's going to take a vape? Hey, calling him out. Um, I was a say cell a phone with a hotspot. The other option, <laughs> cell service. A cell phone with a hotspot, so you can keep watching TikToks while you're out there. Bored. Let's move on to the next question. <laughs> all right. Um, this one I don't have an answer for really, but I'm curious if you guys do. The weirdest smell you've ever smelled. Weirdest. It's a weird thing to say. Yeah, not worst. Like, how do I describe a weird... I would say the weirdest smell I've ever smelled was rotten potatoes. Um, <laughs> it was a weird smell. You you picture you never get rotten potatoes, um, but it happened. It happened <laughs> I can't imagine it. I cannot it, imagine it. It happened once in the Cadmus household, and it was disgusting and a very rotten, weird smell. So, huh. I mean, if we're going to be real, I mean... <laughs> It smells pretty weird. <laughs> it smells like chlorine. It's chlorine. And you can't tell me otherwise. Okay, is not what dude. You, what is wrong with you? One Coors it's just, Light? It's just not going to... It's not going to... It doesn't smell what you think it would smell like. It when smells you like chlorine. Are you leaving that? That's staying on this podcast? Well, I'm going to bleep out probably the word like... And then they can guess what it is from there with Evan's chlorine comment. <laughs> <laughs> um... The other one, though, like, this is so dumb, but when I think about smells that, like, shook me, when I was a kid, probably more because I was a kid and didn't know, we have a big pine tree in our yard, and I touched a bunch of, like, the the sticks and the pine cones, sap. and, like, you you can't get the smell of sap off your fingers for, like, days, so maybe more, like, just the overwhelming smell of sap was, like, pretty gross and, like, jarring to, to smell. I don't know. That's all I can come up with. Mine's not, like, gross. Just the smell that like, I can smell at any time, like there's a smell I won't forget. It's just the <laughs> the weird smell of like how like a doctor's office smells. I don't know how to describe, but you're in like a, a like the room. There's like this weird sense of smell that's like all like super sanitized. I don't know how impending, to describe it. The smell of impending bad news. It's just like, it's like gosh, super sanitized plastic smell of a doctor's Interesting. office. I kind of know what you're saying, but yeah, I would have to be there to tell you in the moment. 
but it's it's a very weird smell. We can like taste it. I feel like we'll have a in the off season in the summer we could do like a snake draft of smells. Like I one smelled good, some one, one bad terrible. poops from Grant and Evan. Okay, so. see, this is not <laughs> this is not about bad smells. It's about weirdest smells. Well, that's not weird. That's what came out natural. of Evan's butt once was one of the weirdest. Oh my words. God, dude. <laughs> We're all human. Iceberg. We all do it. Yeah, you can't on Evan's floor. That was pretty gross. <laughs> um, next one is cereal a soup? Evan, no. <laughs> This is so cereal is not a soup. Pop tarts are not ravioli, so cereal is not a soup because for it to be a soup, it has to contain hot water or hot broth. And I don't know about you, but last time I've had cereal, I'm not doing anything hot with it. It's what about cream of wheat? Um, (laughs) that would be considered as like cream of wheat by itself, or like an oatmeal. Mm, What is oatmeal? Hot water and oats. Yeah, so it's oatmeal. It's its own. So it's soup. Different texture. No. Soup. Cereal is cereal. Soup is soup. That's my Soup is hot. And I know people try to say like gazpacho is a cold soup. It's not Uh, soup. Whatever gazpacho gazpacho is. Gazpacho is its own thing. Great success. (laughs) Soup is hot. All right. This next one. This one's tough. I wrote this one in. It's about Evan. You would be the one to say just in person. So I don't think you would say that guys, I'm going to swear because they wrote about swearing in it. So. We don't swear a lot on this show. You're leaving this word in. You have to. My buddy always smells like shit. <laughs> should I tell him or let it go? You should tell him if you're tell really him. friends. Because that's If you gross. are friends and close with him, you should tell him. How, do, how would you guys phrase it? How would you sit him down? It depends on the smell. It? Is this like a BO where you can just put some deodorant on, take a shower, something like that? Or no, do they smell like say physical like dump? Then <laughs> they need to like wipe their ass or something. Yeah, I would tell him right away. I'd be like, dude, you smell terrible. And they'd probably be like, no, I don't, dude. And I'd be like, no, you actually do. I would just tell them. You're friends. Yes. Just tell them I tell, one, I tell you guys when you smell like shit. Tell them one-on-one. Do not bring somebody else in it like Alex usually tends to do. Um, oh, come on. <laughs> Alex is a big group setting, like, roast you. Yeah. Oh, stop. Like, Grant's well, worse. Well, Evan said that you also do smell bad. So, uh, like, <laughs> no, don't bring me into this. Just because we if you're in a group it. of all friends and everyone's friends, which is what the situation is describing. Don't bring anybody else into it. Yeah, but say, different hey, levels. Hey, man, we all think you smell like shit. Don't bring you probably other all people do. in. <laughs> no, it's like, we're just kidding. Just tell them. Just tell them. Just like, hey, buddy. smell bad. There's no good way yeah, to tell you. Like, you smell. I need you. I need you to. Don't do it in the group. Yeah. Wipe your ass some more, buddy. Take a shower. Try Use some dude, dude wipes. wipes. Hashtag not a yeah. dad, but dude wipes are life changing. All right, and our last one is um gym related. This so person asks, "What is your guys's number one motive for going to the gym?" They list some options for us: overall health, a sense of accomplishment, looks. It's a habit, etc. Uh, I would say all of the above. Honestly, cop out, Gillen. Definitely good for your health. I feel accomplished when I go to the gym. Definitely want to look better, and it's a good habit to be in. Yeah. I'm all in on all of them. I would say looks. I would say for you, I would answer looks because you just sit in the mirror and like look at yourself oh, a lot stop, when you get right. back from the gym. You know, <laughs> just like, they're asking if not that it's a good habit. Yes, obviously going to the gym is a good habit. But is it for you now just a habit that you just don't even think about you're just going to go? Yes, it is a habit now. 
Definitely not for me. I definitely have to think about it. And, like, and I do not sit in the mirror every day. Of, I don't know why. Piece of poo. That. Oh, I've seen Whoa, him take mirror Someone's protesting too much. <laughs> but yeah, because um, that was ridiculous. I would say health, number one reason for me. Um, I don't really care about the accomplishment or looks. I mean, you can't get any worse already. Um, oh, geez, Evan. <laughs> um, but I'm also in the field of health and healthy promotion and I'm helping others. So I kind of threw myself into it. Life choice. Is uh, it a profession habit for choice. Um, I'm in spurs where I like it's a habit for me for like two months. And then like if something else bigger, Walmart, you know, other things get in the way, I kind of like tend to like slack off a couple of days here and there. Are you going to join a gym this summer? Um, if I have free access to a gym, I don't think I will be joining. All right. Oops. Teaser. Teaser. Um, I would say, I guess related to the health thing, I don't think about it on a daily basis, but I do think like, you know, when you're older, you want to be able to like move around with your kids and grandkids. So you don't want to just like kind of become huge and, and break down. So you're not able to do that. Um, there's also like basic survival things from it. Like I'm not good at fighting. I've never been in a fight, but I, if I was getting one, I don't want to be just overmatched. Like I'm just going to get flicked like a so weird motivation. Gumby. And, but the biggest one I would say is those were just like deep ones or more obscure ones. I don't think about the biggest one I would say is more like mental, because if I don't go, I feel worse about myself. And then I'm like to other people, like I'll be more irritable. I'll snap. Like, you know, when you go to the gym, you get a nice workout and you're sweaty, you get back. It just feels like after going through that, other things that happen to you don't seem as bad. And you're like, oh, you just kind of like more relaxed and laugh it off. Like if I don't go, I get very testy. Like, oh, I, I haven't released any aggression or energy. So I'd say that's more of a reason than like any of the the ones that were listed. Yeah, I would say I like to go to the gym to uh, blow off stress. That uh, That's a good way to do it instead of freaking out and yelling at people. Still yeah. do that anyways, but whatever <laughs> um all right well those are the life questions some good ones good questions throughout that is the show the national championship game coming up very excited for it at shot of ms everywhere follows twitter instagram facebook how to listen apple Podcasts. i gotta burp i swallowed it apple podcast spotify youtube rate review subscribe follow it depending on the platform share it with a friend that's all we ask it's for free this whole thing's for free we're not making any money we're shouting out restaurants left and right shouting out things left and right not getting any ads from it maybe one day but right now all we ask of you is to just follow it leave a review share it with someone and then continue to submit questions because it helps the show move along a lot better and we think of things that uh we or we think of new things from your guys's ideas so that is all um cheers to episode 66. Cheers. Cheers. And <clears throat> to... Um, Cheers to opening day. In Casey Meissel in a 7-inning, 8-strikeout, no-run Saturday game. To the first torque bomb of the year on Friday. Mm. On pace for once. I'm going to tweet out. You bet. <laughs> if he hits a home run, I'm tweeting out. Spencer Torkels is on pace for 162 home runs. There. Cheers It'll to the, do, people will like that. To a top five sporting event in the world, the Masters. Masters. Wow. Georgia! <laughs> Georgia!